hey, it's June, just in case you didn't notice. More than halfway through June, just to be technical. And while we're just encasing here, you may have noticed it's been a little quiet here on the aisle for a few weeks now. That's because I went on a little trip. A big trip, actually. And I will be writing and maybe talking about it here real soon, like... But I'm still all processy over it. So while I've got you suspended in midair over my cryptic world travels, I won't leave you high and dry. Who knew? Because we've got a great podcast for you today, right here, right now, with some real encouragement if you know someone, anyone, maybe it's even you, who's been impacted by divorce. Truly, it's good stuff. So keep listening. know if you've hung around here long enough misfits come in all shapes and sizes from all around the globe and from all walks in life and sometimes frankly it's the circumstances in life that thrust otherwise well-adjusted i'm saying that with air quotes uh well-adjusted people into this very awkward category and today we're going to talk about one of those life circumstances with author kathy Beatty. She is a corporate trainer, a life coach, and a domestic mediator specializing in group therapy who's helped hundreds of people find hope and resilience as they go through life transitions. And she is here to talk with us today about the subject of divorce and a new book she's just written called Suddenly Single. So welcome to the Isle of Misfits, Kathy. Thank you so much, Nancy. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here on your program. I love your your vision and how we are all really misfits in this world, and, and I just, I, uh, it's a privilege to be here. Thank you. Well, we are very honored to have you, and as far as the whole misfit thing, I mean, that's, that's the wonderful irony is we are you know, the, we are all misfits, and the idea of a misfit is someone who doesn't fit in. So if we're all misfits, somehow we must fit in. But, um, but it's just that idea of going through those awkward things in life that just don't feel like this is the way it's supposed to be. And certainly separation and divorce is high on that list. So, so let's start there. I mean, I guess the obvious question mm-hmm. is, um, okay, so you wrote this book. Why why'd you write it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wrote this book because I never wanted people to go through divorce alone. I went through my own 20-some years ago, and I know how traumatic it is, and there are few resources that really address the practical issues that you face in divorce, and that's in four categories, that's spiritually, emotionally, legally, and financially. So I wanted to provide a book, a resource that they could read or listen to, I have it on audio as well, that just could help them through it and normalize what they're going through because they feel certainly like a misfit at this point. So we need understanding, we need hope, we need guidance as we go through divorce. Oh, we certainly do. I mean, you know, and, you know, there's so much in reading through this that's transcendent really to any life transition or any unwelcome or difficult thing that anyone's going Mm -hmm. through, not just divorce, but, but of course we're here to talk about that specifically because there are specific uh, things for lack of a better word that, that 
that people go through, you know, we were just talking moments ago that, you know, divorce has touched my own life, um, you know, via my mother. So having been raised in a single family, I, I have that perspective. Um, but there's a lot of, a, a lot of unique challenges, I'll put it that way, to people that are, mm-hmm. that are walking through it. And your book is indeed very practical. Um, one thing I love that you, first of all, you begin by dedicating your book to the God of Second Chances. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you also uh, begin, you, the first scripture, I believe, in your, even before your introduction, Isaiah 43. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank Can, you I do love it. And I don't know that, uh, I think once people hear it, it's, a, it's familiar, but do you, do you know it well mm-hmm. enough to recite it? Because if you don't, I, I can pull it up. It is right here. I'm looking in my in my book. I do, but I don't want to mess it up. It <laughs> is uh, Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Uh, do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. And that verse just so beautifully summarizes what we can get through this divorce and God is going to make a way, not only a way through this divorce, but a way to reestablish a beautiful life that he wants to bless and be involved with and just bring you on the other side of this as he has me and so many people that I have worked with, that he has allowed things in my life I never would have thought possible beyond Nancy what I could possibly imagine so I am that verse I just hold on to and I offer to those listeners who are in this situation and do not see hope are in those uh, despairing moments and think this is too overwhelming I can't get through this you can because God wants you through this and holding on to him and allowing him to hold you through this and guide you through this. And I so believe in support groups. And I've been doing support groups for the last 12 years and I now beginning them online support groups because we so need to hear other people articulate our pain so we can normalize it and think, okay, I'm not the crazy one here. This is normal for what I'm going through. This trauma creates all kinds of thoughts and and feelings within us uh, that are, are really overwhelming and difficult. And, and then we face so many things. We, sh- we face the depression, the, uh, the shame, which is a liar to us. Mm. Shame tells us, oh, you'll never be loved. You're not lovable. Uh, you'll never have life beyond this. Shame is a liar. We are precious in God's sight. So we need to look to God and ask him, who do you say I am, God? You say that I am lovable. I am most lovable. I am so lovable that you sent your son for me. Now, I know we hear that John 3.16, for God so loved the world. I would ask you to substitute your name. For God so loved Kathy that he sent his only begotten son. And this is true of each individual. And God wants that relationship with us. And what is amazing about divorce is it strips away so much of us that we are so raw that we can perhaps in the first time in our lives reach out for help and reach out to who God is. 
and I have saw him, I have seen him meet individuals within these groups, uh, within our, our prayers, our support, and it is truly amazing to watch how he works and how he loves and how he provides those answers that we desperately need on life and getting through divorce. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know, you, okay, so you, you talked about holding on, you know, and the thing is, we're all holding on to something, right? You know, when, when things are good, we're holding on to that. We're holding on to, yeah, the bank account's good. The weather's good. My hair looks good. You know, everything is good. It's all good. My marriage is good. Or so I think, or, you know, and, and I hope it is good, you know, um, but then when things aren't so good, like you said, you know, when you're facing the loss of a relationship, it, you know, the, the, there's, well, we'll talk more about that in a minute. I'm jumping ahead of myself because I'm even thinking in terms of, of death, you know, it's the death of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And Nancy, can I just interject? I don't sure. Think, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I went to a training, always trying to understand more of grief and heartache and and the transition of going through divorce. So I went to a hospice training yesterday. And it was a couple of hours, and they had a board of experts that were speaking to this. And every point, every point related to divorce. Oh, yes. It was yeah, just amazing. And I knew that because when I wrote my first version, I included the death of a spouse. Mm. But to see this panel of experts confirm it and state, oh, my word, there's every single Every single aspect of, of going through the death of a spouse is equivalent, if not more so, because you still have that individual walking around that you have to deal with. So you're grieving someone who's still living. Absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. No, that, you know, and it's so interesting that you would say that because um, I actually wrote down uh, in one section, you wrote, you know, uh, shock, pain, guilt, and shame, uh, and then leading to acceptance and understanding and growth. And as I was reading that, the first thing that popped into my mind is Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who wrote about the the stages of acceptance mm-hmm. of death. You know, the you know the the shock, the anger, the denial, the bargaining. You know, uh, depression, um, and acceptance. So that's more than five. So I probably added something. But but yes, absolutely. Um, I actually volunteer with hospice as well. And yes, there. You know, it is that 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 end of the relationship brings forth all of those, all of, all of that process, all of those emotions, because it's the end Mm -hmm. of something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's so important as we go through this is that we do not stuff these emotions and these feelings, that we actually put them out in front of us and we process through them and we address them. Because if we don't, and if we stuff them and think, no, no, I have to be the big soldier here or the brave soldier here, they're going to come out and bite us in other areas. God wants us healed, totally healed. And the only way we're going to get healed from this is to address those emotions, that betrayal we may feel. or And, and I'm not only addressing the people who were left in the marriage, but those who left the marriage they also go through these emotions. Some of them are prior to leaving the marriage and some are after. So again, we need to 
have someone, whether it's a pastor, a counselor, I believe in support groups so strongly because you hear other people that can relate to your story like no one else can, uh, that we, we get these out and we look at them and we grieve them, we let them wash over us and away from us so that we can move forward. And my support groups that I do is, is called Divorce Support Anonymous, the Four Stages of Divorce. And we deal with the four stages, which are the emotions. We deal with all of those. Then we talk about decisions, acceptance, and moving forward. So you cannot skip that, that painful part. And no one wants to feel that pain, but we want to get rid of that pain. And the only way through it is through it. Oh, yeah. Well said. Well said. And I'm so glad that you that you brought this up in this order because the idea that, you know, we we can't stuff these things down and we can't just deny them and power through and say, OK, I'm just going to get over it. No, we have to acknowledge where we are, because going back to this. All right. This I want to revisit this holding on thing. You know, so we hold on to things. We hold on to confidence when we feel confident. But then when the hurt comes, you know, what do we hold on to? We can we can hold on to bitterness. We can hold on to pain. We can hold on to um, shame, you know, or even holding on to the good memories and staying stuck there. But we can do that in, in the context of not really dealing with ourselves, uh, just kind of kind of hiding out there. You know, what are we holding on to? Are we holding are we holding on to? healthy support systems or are we holding on to coping me mechanisms? Right. And this time, as painful as it is, is also very powerful because we are reaching out. Hopefully, we're not holding on to all of the negative things, but we are reaching out. And in doing so, we're going to grow through this. You will never be the same person after you go through a divorce. The question is, how will you use this to become a better person? a person who is more empathetic to those who are suffering around you. I know when I'm prior to my divorce, I thought, well, you know, this is ridiculous. Uh, get your act together. You have children to raise. And then I went through my own, and it softened my, I mean, obviously, I've been working on it the last 12 years, but it softened my heart and gave me an understanding that I never would have had otherwise. Never. So, um, yeah, we need to, to move through this time, understand this time, reach out in this time, and don't go through it alone. Right, right. So, and you talk about that. You know, you talk about coping skills. There's healthy and unhealthy coping skills. You know, obviously that reaching out for support uh, falls under the healthy categories, but talk a little more about that. What are what are some of the things that you've seen? Some of on both sides, healthy and unhealthy ways that people cope. Mm. Well, by reaching out and saying I need support through this, and I have seen everyone of every socioeconomic level uh, to reach out and support. The unhealthy ways would be jumping into the next relationship, thinking that okay, this marriage is over, I have to find the next person mm -hmm. to fill mm -hmm. that spot. Right. And that happens whether we admit it or not sure. sometimes. Uh, so sure, because it's a void. That, yeah, it's wanting to fill a void. And that is yeah. a, a kind of, you know, in a, in a sense, it, not that it makes sense, but it, you can understand that because, uh, no, I, I don't want to have this void. It's like when there's a void in conversation, you know, you want to fill it. It's Because space is... It's hard. 
Empty space is hard. Right, right. And it takes incredible faith and, and working on yourself. Because if you jump into the next relationship, you're not going to be who you're going to be when this is all over. So you're in the middle of it, and you're still transitioning, and you're still working through some things. So who are you going to attract? Are you going to attract really healthy, strong people? Probably not. You're going to attract people who have issues of their own, or perhaps a rescuer, or someone else who's needy. You know, it's just too complicated. Right. You don't need any more complications. You have enough. Mm. So spend this time in, in healing and gaining strength so that you can later down the road, if God wills, but don't use that coping skill of thinking that, oh, I have to be with someone, and, and that's the answer for my happiness. It's not the answer for your happiness. The only person who can really give you happiness and purpose and fulfillment is the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. So focus there. Focus there. And um, you can use other unhealthy coping skills, such as drugs and alcohol, or um, staying within your depression and not gaining help. But you don't want to stay stuck here. It's too difficult of a spot. You don't want to stay here. So you want to get through it, and you want to get through it in a healthy, uh, productive, strategic way so that when this is over and you've, you've gone through this period, you've addressed all the emotions, you've made the decisions with the help of your experts, and you've accepted these losses, and you've accepted where you are now, then you can move forward and you can build that life, that, that second chapter of your life, the rest of your story. And I, I love to, um, when we get to the end of um, the online group or the support group, I'll, I'll draw a, life, a lifeline. And here's your birth, here's your childhood, here's your marriage, and then here's this blotch right here. And we all know that, that that's the divorce uh, that we are going through. But look at the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there. It's open. It's full of possibilities. God has a plan for the rest of your story. So that splotch, you can either use it to stay stuck in, or you can use it to launch from. Right. And I want to see people launch from this. Yes. And become stronger people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you say, again, when, a quote I'm drawing up for your book, your story doesn't end here. And, you know, what's so interesting is, you know, okay, there are reasons, right, that we choose the coping skills that we do. And I think in some ways, when I think about it, it boils down to our willingness to answer or not answer this question. And I think the question is, what's really going on here? Because if I'm dealing, you know, if I'm medicating myself, you know, via whatever, drugs, alcohol, food, even a relationship, mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily willing to answer that question. I just want to feel better. You know, right. whereas some of the, you know, like the reaching out, getting, you know, getting those healthy people around you, that might feel messy and it might be uncomfortable, but it's getting mm -hmm. underneath what, you know, that, okay, I need to feel good right now to how do I move forward? How do I not stay stuck? Mm -hmm. And it makes you more authentic. And it helps you understand who am I really, and what do I what do I need right now? What do I need to look at in my life, honestly, so that I don't carry this into the next relationship if 
five, ten years down the road, I get into another relationship, I want to use this time to really look at myself. What? Who am I? Who am I in God? What does God have for me? And to answer or to ask all of those questions to God first. Who am I? What do you have for me? What do you what do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? Uh, what is the rest of my life? And I hope that what we find as we go through the support group or as we go through this difficult journey, that we want a life of purpose. Mm-hmm. And we want to use our, the rest of our story um, not having any regrets and not having a life full of uh, physical and material pleasures, but a life of purpose where we can look back and say, wow, look what God did with my life. It's amazing. It's beyond what I could have done because God has a plan beyond our imaginations. So uh, he's he's worthy of trust for the rest of your story. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's there's a word that comes to mind and it's something that you you talk a great deal about and that word is hope. You know, and... um, You here's another one of my favorite quotes from your book. Hope comes in different forms. Watch for it in surprising places. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And God does want to reach out to us. He does want to hold us when we need to be held. He does want to give us hope and direction and a future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Right. He has right. plans for us. Uh, so and and that is enough to give you hope that this is not the end of your story. God could do something with my messy life. Mm-hmm. That's the question. He absolutely can. And what I love about support groups, Nancy, is when they, when they begin on week one, they are so raw and so hurting and so sometimes in total despair. But we get to about week four or five, and you see their shoulders start to relax, and they start to have this glimmer of hope in their eye, like, mm-hmm. you know what, maybe I can make it through this. And that's a God thing. That's not a Kathy thing. That's a God thing. And I just rejoice and marvel how God shows up in these groups, and uh, these people bond and connect, and from all walks of life, you'd never see them connect otherwise. But they're in this um, in this tragedy together, and so they support each other and they help each other. So God is hope. He is hope. Um, hope beyond this life, hope beyond this day, hope beyond this circumstance of divorce. Yeah, and you know, the great thing about the support groups like you're talking about is sometimes we need another set of eyes to help us open mm-hmm. our eyes another perspective to help me see the hope that's right in front of me that for whatever reason I couldn't see because of the filters that I'm looking through. Because we talk, you know, we talk a lot that that's one of my core values um, or, you know, um, on the Isle of Misfits, our core values is um, to open our eyes to the beauty and truth that's all around us. Um, And it's there, but we have to look for it sometimes. Absolutely. And keep in mind that we have an enemy that wants us not to see it because he doesn't want us to gain the gifts and all that God has for us. Uh, so we have to, especially in the shame and uh, all that we're feeling, like the failure because we're going through this divorce, um, that is not God's doing. That's 
to me. All you who are heavy laden and burdened, I'll give you rest. And not only will he give us rest, he'll give us hope, he'll give us direction, he'll give us purpose, which is far beyond and greater than anything, uh, any relationship that you may jump into. Don't sell yourself short. Don't limit what God can do through this circumstance. Uh, and also, I, I do want to address something we haven't spoken on, and that's the children of divorce mm-hmm. and um, how they need hope and they need to have um, to be loved on, to be told that you're going to be there, to be the consistent parents, uh, to speak to them the obvious. Um, tell them that you're so sorry for what they're going through and you hurt that this is so difficult for them. Because as uh, as I have worked in the divorce world and, and been under the teaching of some incredible people like Linda Jacobs, who was the creator of Divorce Care for Kids, these children are going through, you're not going to hear them because they don't know how to, how to articulate their pain. Right. So you're not going to hear a lot from them. But they need, you need to be the proactive person. Now, this is really difficult because you're going through your own stuff, right? And another reason why it's so important that you get your support, your support group, your pastor, your therapist, someone to talk to, so you don't give it to your children. You don't mm. lay that on their small shoulders. So get your support and then go and be parents, be the consistent parents to them. Uh, they are... They feel more secure when they are um, when they have structure, and Linda Jacobs will tell you that. And interesting, as I was in this at this training yesterday, one of the social workers there was someone who worked with children of divorce, and she told me, and I wrote down a quote. I should have brought it with me. Uh, talked about how children will feel much less the loss if the parents can work together and cooperate Mm. on birthday parties and events like that. So if you want to help your children, and I know you do going through this divorce, be that consistent parent. Allow them to talk. Make sure they're talking with someone. I know my son was um, 16, and I was concerned with him. The girls would talk with me, but he wouldn't. And I said, I just need to know that there's someone who's strong and healthy that you're talking to. Uh, because he couldn't, he couldn't share with me, and you will have children that, that can't, they uh, for whatever reason. Uh, so just make sure the children are talking, and make sure you're listening instead of you talking to them all the time. Allow them to open up. Mm-hmm. Don't correct them. Let them talk. And let them talk, and then just pray over your children. I can't emphasize that enough. Pray over them so that the damage will not be uh, as bad as what it could be. Uh, that that the damage could be minimized, and they could look back at this and say, "Yeah, it was really difficult going through my parents' divorce, but they were there for me, mm-hmm. and they they were consistent." That's great advice on all counts, um, because the all right, I'm picking up a couple of key words from this conversation: uh, support, 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 um, <laughs> and you know, and. Isn't that, we need that in all phases of life, but particularly mm-hmm. when you're going through the, just the, the heartache 
of a divorce and like you said whether you're whatever side you're on whether you initiated it or not mm -hmm. and that's that's a whole separate conversation we could have because you know often it's we talk about divorce from the perspective of the one who felt abandoned um but mm -hmm. there's there's another world of hurt going on there that's a little different yeah. more difficult to get in and partially mm -hmm. because maybe there's not so much sympathy there but but god's grace is available to all absolutely to absolutely. all absolutely yeah, and sometimes you you don't know all of you know what went on in the marriage, so that's that's totally between God and them. Exactly. Um, to work to work out. So, uh, but they need either side. They need support. I mean, you don't know the person that left. Maybe they left for survival purposes. I'm dealing with um, individual right now who is pursuing divorce simply because her husband is an alcoholic and at the bar and refuses to be any part of the marriage. And for her survival. She is leaving the marriage, right. not because she wants to, but for her survival. So you just, you don't know the circumstances, and both sides need love and support, and they need Jesus. Exactly, exactly, and it's so important to understand that, you know, um, someone very dear to me has said this, and he's someone who went through a divorce himself, that, you know, every divorce involves sin because we're sinful people right but not every mm -hmm. divorce is in itself sinful and i think that's a really important message especially right now where we are in our christian culture with some of the conversations going on really important to understand that mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and to um if you are someone who knows of someone in your church or community who's going through a divorce i will tell you when i went through mine there were two profound statements and you'll think when you hear them that was profound mm -hmm. <laughs> I had a woman look me in the eye and she said, Kathy, you're going to be okay. Mm. And that was a lifeline that I so needed. Mm -hmm. The other one was, was a pastor who came up to me, a retired pastor, still attended this church and said, Kathy, how can I pray for you? Mm. And that, 22 years later, I'm still telling that story because it was so profound to me. And that he didn't come up with, you know, here's these scriptures you need to read. And he didn't come up judgmental. He came up with love and said, how can I pray for you? Wow, was that incredible. Yeah, and you know, and the thing is, what's so profound is how how simple that is. And I'm just going to circle yeah. right back. It comes back to that, to the word of the day. It's support, knowing that you're supported. Yeah. Being able to hold mm -hmm. on, you know, holding on to hope and being able to move on and then surrounding yourself with, with people who will really speak life. Yes, and allow yourself to be ministered to. Yes. There are many people who are so used to, you know, ministering to others, and when they come to this uh, this journey, it's like they don't allow people, no, no, I'll be fine, no, no, I'll be fine, no. You won't be fine if you don't allow people to minister to you. That's what the church is supposed to be about, is ministering to each other, uh, of showing Jesus, being Jesus in the flesh. So allow people. You don't have to be the strong soldier right now. You will be again later. You know, you'll be leading the ship, and you'll be all that you need to be. But right now, allow people to minister to you. It's so important. Oh, so very important. You know, it requires a bit of vulnerability, which I think is a scary mm -hmm. thing when you're going through it, but it's the, it's the thing we need the most. So, Kathy, tell us, mm -hmm. you know, speaking of support and allowing people in our lives, tell us about Friday Night Live. What What's going on with that? 
Thank you. Well, this is something that I wanted to do weekly just to kind of jump into people's lives and give them just a, a couple of pieces of truth. We've covered grief and loneliness and depression and anger. And this Friday, uh, we are going to discuss shame as, as the topic. And then next week, we're going to get into the decisions part. So I follow the, the sections of the four stages of divorce. And so we're just finishing up the emotions, but I'll just continue through this. This is different than what we do on the online group or the support groups. But it's just a just a jump into people's lives to to share just a little bit of truth, uh, just to kind of get them get them through. So you can connect with me on my Facebook page, Divorce Support Anonymous, and every Friday at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I will be uh, online quickly, sometimes with experts. I brought in a therapist and I brought in a, a retired sheriff's a deputy who uh, dealt with a lot of the results of anger. Uh, so I'll bring in experts as well, and we'll just cover those topics that are relevant to going through divorce. Okay. So tell us one more time. So somebody wants to uh, jump onto that and be a part of it. So it's for every Friday, mm -hmm. you said at 9 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Okay, and that's 9 p.m., 9 a.m.? I'm sorry, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. I'm so sorry. Thank no. you. Oh, no, Thank that's, that's, that's yes. okay. We want to make sure that people, yeah, that they find you. All right, and how do they yeah. find you again? On Facebook, it would, be, it would be Divorce Support Anonymous page, or you can connect on my website, which is DivorceSupportAnonymous.com. And you can, there's a link there to get to the Facebook Lives as well. Okay. And then I'll be starting, actually tonight, um, I'll be starting an online support group, another, another group. And we have them local here in Grand Rapids, but we also have them online because the people who come in to the churches are, or organizations are really brave in doing that. And I know that that's just a small piece of the many people who need support. So we're doing the online support if you want to come on and change your name you don't have to identify yourself uh, but it is an opportunity for you to go through this program and to get that support well that's just great and they can also find that by going to divorcesupportanonymous.com correct yeah. okay so that's your one-stop shop so yeah to yeah. find that for um and i imagine they can also find out how to get your book at that same website yes. Absolutely. The book, and then I have a follow-up book. The book is to get you through it, and then there's another one, Building Your Future After Divorce, which allows you to um, plan a future, because as we go through divorce, we get to the end, we've done the grieving, and we get to heal, and then we say, okay, now what? Now what, what do I yeah. do with my life? So that's a guide to help you do that. Also a journal for the first year after divorce, and then my workbook for Divorce Support Anonymous. Mm -hmm. So they're all on my website. You can connect there, and so uh, you can also connect with me. I talk with people all the time. So um, if you are despairing, going through a divorce, you need a voice, please, please give me an email, a call. I would be more than happy to speak with you. Mm, so much great stuff. Uh, so, oh, Kathy, thank you so much for sharing this with us. And just one more reminder, and I'll do it again. Um, you know, I'll throw it up on the website when we post this podcast. Um, but divorce support anonymous.com hook up with her there 
get the book, sign up, you know, go uh, or just pop into the Facebook Lives every Friday at 9 p.m. Um, all kinds of ways to, to get connected and move towards hope. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we're just so thrilled to have gleaned from some of your wisdom. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for your Oh, God bless you. Again, I want to encourage you to check out Kathy's website, DivorceSupportAnonymous.com for some excellent resources and events and webinars. And don't forget her Facebook Live event every Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Because we all know someone whose life has been affected by divorce, and maybe it's even you. So take advantage of her wisdom and encouragement. And of course, you can share this podcast too, if that's been encouraging at all. And check out all of the other encouraging and sometimes quirky stuff at the theisleofmisfits.com. That's I-S-L-E of misfit.com and tell all your friends to subscribe to get all the latest updates and we've got more great stuff coming your way oh yes so stay tuned and until next time own your awkward love your fellow misfit and look for beauty and truth because it's everywhere